Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast, That Show Fucked Me Up. It is I, the beautiful, the talented, the funny, your host, Mariel Vizcarra. Cue in the applause. What is up, Fucked Up Fam? It's your girl. You already know the drill, but if you don't, here it goes. That Show Fucked Me Up is a podcast where I talk about TV shows that fucked me up. Very self-explanatory, a title that is right to the point. (laughs) This season, I'm covering Skins UK, the first generation. So I will be covering both season one and two of Skins UK, uh, since we're going to follow the same people along. This is episode three, where I will be covering the episode called Jow. Um, yeah, yeah, hi. <laughs> I just want to get started with personal updates since I have a lot to talk about. A lot has been happening. I'm reco- recording this on October 8th. Uh, 2023. It's a Sunday. You already know. Back to our regularly scheduled show. I love recording on a Sunday. It's fucking hot inside my room. Fucking hot. I can't turn on the AC because then it messes with my sound. I just have the fan on. Hopefully it's not messing with my sound. Isn't it messing with my sound? Do you hear feedback? Let me pause. Can you hear something? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So, uh, I like in the real world, in the time machine, I've just finished uh, season 10. So, the wrap up episode for Sharp Objects was this past Thursday or came out this past Thursday. And yeah, let's get started with some personal updates. I recently turned 28 years old. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Do y'all remember that episode from The Office when Kevin tries to get uh, Pam, who just had a baby, for her tits to milk? That does not sound good. I'm sorry. For for her tits, for her milk to leak from her boobs. There. That sounds nicer. Uh, And he starts crying. He's like, wah, wah. Well, I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, because I was saying, yay. Ha. Happy birthday to me. Yes, I turned 28. Holy fucking shit. I'm almost 30. I So I posted some pictures for my birthday and the caption was 28, but the, but the teen angst is forever. I feel like a teenager. I'm a teenager at heart. You can try to convince me otherwise. It won't work. I feel like Like, yes, I am independent, I'm responsible, I work, I pay my bills. But, like, emotionally, I feel like I'm stuck in the age between 13 and 17 or 18. And I'm never going to leave that that age, emotionally. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that means. But that's how I feel like. And you better fucking respect it. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. So um, I went. So my birthday was on a Tuesday. It's one of the days I go into the office. I went into the office. My dear friend Kelly Bear uh, gave me some tulips and some hot Cheeto fries. Thank you again. A teen girl would want hot Cheeto fries for her birthday. I'm 28 years old and I got hot Cheeto fries for my birthday. Lovely. Iconic. And then I was there for like 
till 2.30ish. And I was like, I don't want to fucking sit in traffic on the day of my birthday. So I asked to leave early so I could like avoid the traffic. And I did. And then later that night, me, my mom and Alyssa, aka Yaya, aka Don Chamango, went to go eat at this place called Cocina de Barrio in Hillcrest. It was actually really fucking good. And it was not expensive. The food was delicious. The drinks were drinking. It was really nice. And then we just caught up. Like Alyssa hadn't seen my mom in a long time. So she was just telling us she's wedding planning. We just had a lovely, lovely fucking time. And then Alyssa takes amazing pictures. So she took some pictures that I posted with the caption that I just said. The 28 but the teen angst is forever. And I look so hot. I feel like, okay, so if there's something you should know about me, my sense of style is not the best. Not the best. I know. I'm aware of it. It's fine. Do I prefer comfort over uh, fashion? Yes. Absolutely. Do I sometimes shop at Costco? Yes, for my work clothes. And what about it? And what fucking about it? The, the pants from Costco, I will not. I will not hear any slander for the pants from Costco okay but I was like okay I'm turning 28 let me dress better I got this like two-piece set from TJ Maxx and it looks like a like a pinstripe 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 brown like two-piece suit but the top it's just like the little vest I looked so hot. I'm upset because I didn't have time to do my hair. And like my I did my makeup in a hurry because like the reservation was for 630. But then I ended up changing it to seven. So I feel like I could have just changed it and have time. But it's fine. Like I still look good in the pictures. I had a great time. I came back home. I was so tired because I went into work and I just went to sleep. And then the next day, my, well, my mom stayed over and I got a new bed just in case. So I remember when I told you that I was sick and I got like a cyst and then I spent a lot of time in a very in a horizontal position in my bed because I couldn't move and I was in pain and I was literally dying. But I didn't ask anyone for help because fuck asking people for help. That's right. No, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. So ever since I got sick for that week, I started hating, detesting with a passion my bed. And I was like, I was like, I need to get rid of this bed. I need a new fucking bed. I need it like ASAP. And I guess I just like put it out into the world. My mom was talking to her friend from work and she's like, oh, my daughter's looking for a new mattress. And her friend is like, oh, really? Uh, my sister just gave me one and I don't need it. Does she want it for free? And my mom was like, for free? For free. Absolutely. So the, uh, my dad brought it the weekend before my birthday, but I, I, and that very same day, I went to like mattress firm to get like a little base for my bed. So the base got here to my house the day of my birthday. And then the next day, me and my mom built it. I love it. Such a, like a, what is it? Like we just did something together and now I have a new bed. I'm still getting used to it because obviously like I got used to the other one, but it's nice. Who wants to break it in with me? Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm in my period right now, so you know. Okay, people that get periods. Y'all know. Y'all fucking know. 
that the week and during and the week after, well, I mean, not, the week before and the week during, the hormones, the fucking hormones are out of control. Like somebody institutionalized me, put a leash on me. Like I need to be, what is it called when, when they put you in like, like a, a 48 psychiatric hold? 408. I need to be 401. I don't know. I need to be 69. That's what I need to do. Just <laughs> if anyone that I know, if any family members, if any work colleagues are listening, no, you don't. No, you aren't. You've let me put a spell on you. You've forgotten what Mariel has said in the last minute or so. Thank you very much. Uh, what the fuck was... Why... How did we get here, fucked up fam? How the fuck did we get here? I'm so confused. I was talking about my little birthday, and then I ended up talking about being my period. Oh, I asked if anyone wanted to break my bed. I did this to myself. I literally did this to myself. Okay, whatever. It was my birthday. I took wednesday off it was great i did nothing and it was lovely and then this weekend i had a very social weekend and it's gonna be continue to be a social weekend because i have plans later today on a sunday i know who is she who is she so friday kelly aka kelly bear texted me and her friend amber and she's like hey hi want to go to a wine bar close to my house and i was like absolutely that if there's something you should know about me, I love a little wine bar. I love wine. Let's share a bottle and let's eat some yummy food and have a great fucking time. Yes, I love that. And then so we did that. We had a great fucking time. Then we got gelato afterwards and then we got one more drink at like this little like sultry kind of it, it was giving me like the skip skip is speakeasy i was like what the fuck am i trying to say like a speakeasy type of vibe like it was dark in there like the music was very jazzy um it i ran into someone that i knew but he didn't recognize me at first and it's always so awkward because i'm just like should i say hi and then he looks at me and then we made eye contact and then i was like uh and then like afterwards he's like where do i know you from and then i told him and he's like oh yeah I hate when that happens, but it was nice to see you. <laughs> He's not listening. He's literally not listening. Um, and then Saturday, Kelly Bear was like, oh, me and my friend are going to this like beach fest thing, like little market and PB, like by the boardwalk. You want to go? And since I'm a yes girly, I was like, yes, let's do it. So we went to that. It was nice. We just like walked to the beach. And it was like a nice 20 minute walk or a little bit more. It was a long walk. I had so much, so many steps yesterday. Um, we just walked around. We, we like drank. We had a like a seltzer on our way there and then a drink at a bar there. Had a great little time, just hung out. And then I came back and I was like, I need to eat. So I just hung out the rest of the night by myself. It was lovely. Sometimes you just need to spend time by yourself. And then today, I don't know why I'm giving you an overview of my whole weekend, but I'm going to see Kelly Bear again. So it was a very Kelly Bear heavy weekend, and I love her. 
and I'm also gonna see Amber today. We're doing crafts, arts and crafts. Amber, my friend Amber planned it. She's like, oh, I've been meaning to like set something up or like the girls just hang out and like we bring wine and snacks and we make crafts. So we're gonna do some like resin art today. I'm kind of excited. Like usually Sundays are usually like my stay in and not do anything and not socialize and turn into a fucking rock type of day. But I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not like super excited about arts and crafts, but like resin art. That's really fucking cool, right? I thought so. I fucking thought so. So, yeah. That's that's it uh, for uh, my update. Well, no. One last thing. So, I got some really great fucking news. Fucked up. So, as you know, I'm part of Paletras, which is a playwriting group. And it's associated or it's part of Tuyo Theater. And it, Tuyo Theater is a San Diego-based theater. Um, and Paletras is kind of like its community, like, branch. The community theater branch of Tuyo. So Tuyo is like the, like the main theater, and then Paletras is kind of like under it, but we're like associated, right? So one of the board members from Tuyo Theater um, is hosting the San Diego Latinx New Play Festival. I submitted one of my plays. It didn't get selected. It's fine. It's fine. However, since we're part of Paletras, there's a community aspect to the, like, one of the days of the Latinx uh, New Play Festival. And four of my 10-minute plays are going to be part of it. I, I'm so excited for this opportunity. Like, I... Like, I, I literally, I have no fucking words. I just think that this is very exciting. And it's a great way to get my, my words and my work out there and to get some recognition and to get, like, make acquaintances, more acquaintance, acquaintances in the theater world. And I'm just really fucking excited. Like, I met with one of the people that are, that is kind of, like, working with some local, like, actors like some local talent that are gonna read during the community building aspect of it also like read for my plays and he's like yeah i'm gonna try to have them off book because usually it's like a stage reading so you're like on stage with the the script but he's like i'm gonna try to have them off book and like you know use some props and i'm like that's so fucking exciting i'm so excited look I'm just manifesting great things into my life and they're coming. I am a thousand percent sure that they're coming and that I'm going to make it big. There is no fucking doubt in my mind right now. Obviously, there are days when I do have doubts where I think like I'm not doing enough, that I should be somewhere else already or that I should be at another level. But there's no... There's no game book to what I'm doing, you know? There's no one, like, that says you have to do this before you do this, and you have to go, go here, and you by this age, you have to have, like, so many plays produced. No. I'm taking my time, and I'm taking all the wins that I can. Like, my next big goal is to have, like, a full stage production of, like, one of my plays. And I think that it's 1,000% possible because I know that I'm a good fucking writer. 
the same way that I know that I'm a good fucking podcaster. Bitch, I've been talking for 15 minutes and 33 seconds. And I'm good. And I could talk out of my ass. And I'm going to keep you entertained. Because I like doing what I do. I love writing. I love making people feel something. I love TV shows. I love talking about them. I'm so passionate about TV shows. And I love talking about myself and sharing things with y'all. Maybe not a lot of people are listening, but that's okay. And I think it's very, it's also maybe a little selfish of my part because podcasting is great for me. For me to talk things out. For me to maybe say things that I wouldn't say to anyone else. Oh my God, the other day, speaking of things that I wouldn't say to anyone else, I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm touch deprived. I need a hug. A-S-A fucking P. Like, I was just like, oh my God. I, I think I talked about this the other day. I think I already talked about this. I might have. And I'm just like, we're supposed to be getting seven fucking hugs a day. <sighs> That's when I would like want to live with someone. Not even like in a romantic way. Like maybe have a roommate and be like, bitch, I need a hug. <laughs> Okay, no, I was going to overshare. Well, that's fine. It's fine. Sometimes I just need the weight of a man on top of me. There, I said it. I fucking said it. Sometimes. And it's like, it like recharges me, you know? Like, like I'll be good for like a week or two or three. But sometimes I just need a hug. Just like a a, a not sexual hug. (laughs) I I wanted to overshare another thing, but that might be a little TMI. It's okay. We'll just leave that for another day. Okay, 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 okay. I think that's it. I'm just super happy. I'm super excited. Starting off 28 with a motherfucking bang. literally no metaphorically i mean literally did it start out with a bang i'ma keep you guessing i'ma keep you on your toes i'm not gonna say yes or no oh that kind of rhymed i'm a rapper now (laughs) okay i need to stop all right uh, no pop culture updates, podcast updates. Remember to, uh, you know, give the podcast a five-star review wherever you listen. I'm part of Pods Network, P-O-D-Z Network.com. Go check out the other uh, podcasts in the network. Um, and if you have any thoughts about what I just said, what I just said, <laughs> what I just said, or what I will be saying in the next few minutes, leave me a little voice memo, leave me a little voice message, and maybe I'll add it to the episode. Recommendations corner finished, uh, only murders in the building. Uh, I, I liked it, but I preferred season one and two. But I mean, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena motherfucking Gomez. You know, I've been told that I look like Selena Gomez, and that just brings, like, my, what is it called? What is it called? When you're confident? 
my confidence well that just brings <laughs> that's exactly what it's called it just brings my confidence level to or my confidence to the next level also uh when i hung out on friday when we went to the wine bar my friends all tasted the wine and they were like mm, i'm getting like notes of like blah 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 and blah 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 and blah 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 and then they're like what do you think mariel and i'm like y'all are seriously fucking insane this tastes like wine i'm not getting any fucking notes of anything i just want to get drunk and i know that wine goes straight to my <clears throat> and i just like how i feel when i'm wine drunk don't be asking me what type of fucking notes i'm tasting i'm not the chatty fox part I'm not a wine connoisseur. I'm not a, what is it called? There's a specific word for like wine people. A sommelier. I'm not. I'm just a girly that likes some red wine every now and then and enjoys the feeling and enjoys partaking in some activities after drinking wine. I'm a simple, simple gal. That's all you should know about me. Okay, back to TV shows. Still binging Desperate Housewife. It's literally a novella. It's literally a fucking novella. I can't. Like, sometimes I hate some characters. Sometimes I love them. <sighs> but it's it's like, it's got its grasp on me. Now I just got to finish it through. Music. Reggaeton, champagne. Pam, 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 pam. Reggaeton, champagne. Oh, sorry. Okay, uh... Sorry, sorry for singing a little bit of the song. I'm so sorry. Dani Flo and Bellacat. That's the song that's been in my head. Oh my God. The two lines that are like, Déjame te recito un poema. <clears throat> Qué bonitos ojos tienes. Quiero chuparte el pene. Oh my God. I can't stop singing that. And that's so wrong. I'm sorry. But the song Reggaeton Champagne, so good thank you all right uh that was a long update so uh let's get started with today's episode all right episode three of skins uk season one is called jowl so the episode opens up with jowl in her clarinet practice and she's leading the school's uh orchestra which sucks she doesn't but she's like really talented in the clarinet and the teacher is frustrated because like the the school orchestra sounds like shit and everyone is off key but jowl after class jowl stays to practice some more like one-on-one -on -one with the music teacher and uh, another teacher called Doug comes in and comes up to Claire, the music teacher, and lets her know that his his um, the principal's office, office has had a couple of complaints about the orchestra. Claire thinks that he means that the complaints are about how the music is sounding, but Doug clarifies that the complaints are about the swearing. Jal begins to smirk and Claire lets Doug know that she will talk to her class about swearing and Doug just gives up because he doesn't have the heart to tell her that the complaints are about her swearing. So Claire introduces Jal to Doug and she calls her the Young Musician of the Year finalist and Doug is, Doug is super awkward and is like, well done. And then he asks Claire if she will sport, uh, uh, she will sport out the swearing situation and she's like, 
yeah, uh, I'll do that. And he walks out and Jao begins to practice and Claire gets all excited about the music and she yells out, fuck my donkey, that's good. So she does have a swearing problem. <laughs> so cut to a close-up of Michelle and Tony passionately making out while Jal is sitting next to them on the couch. And um, Effie, Tony's little sister, is sitting on the floor as they watch TV. Jal asks, asks Michelle if she has to do that. And Michelle is all oblivious, like, what? What do you mean? And Jal explains if she always has to suck Tony's face off in public. And Tony explains that the reason that they do that do that is because Michelle loves him. And he's like, right, babe? And she's like, yeah. And Effie just rolls her eyes. Jal is upset because Michelle agreed to go shopping with her. And Tony just whispers into Michelle's ear how he wants to hump her silly. Yum. I just <laughs> and Michelle tells Jal that they're going to go upstairs and how it won't take long. And Jal is upset because she needs to go get a dress for her music recital. And Michelle is like, we'll be right back. And they walk away. And Jal is like, Jesus, are they gonna? And Effie makes a blowjob motion with her mouth as she smirks. And Jal is over it. And she's like, fuck this. And she walks out. Sid rings the doorbell right as Jal is leaving. And he asks if Tony is in. And she responds with, pretty much. While Michelle is loudly moaning in the background. And he he's like, oh. I'll just wait and hang out. Jal is like, is that the only thing you do? Hang out with Tony? And he says, yeah, pretty much. And he adds, and Michelle. And she tells him that to go with her shopping and how he will have to do. Cut to Jal trying on dresses and she's in the changing room and she calls Sid over to help her sip her dress. And he's all awkward because Jal is changing in front of him. And he asks why she just doesn't wear normal clothes to the recital. And she explains that it's a big event in Britain and how she has to fix up. She puts on a different dress and asks him to sip her up again. And he's like, the sip is by your ass. And she's like, are you going to help me or not? And then Sid accidentally sips up his finger and he groans out in pain. But then from the outside looking in, so like people that are shopping like closed by the changing room, it sounds like they're having sex in there. <laughs> and as Sid comes out, they're all judging him. Like, are you fucking nasty for having sex in a changing room? Also hot. I mean, it didn't really happen, but that would be kind of hot, right? Uh, I do not condone public sex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take that back. Not hot. Not hot. You can go to jail for that. Um, so Jal picks a dress, but she's not content with it. And Sid tells her, oh, it's just a dress. And Jal is like, you really know how to talk to a girl. <laughs> Jal also asks Sid when he's going to stop moping over Michelle. And Sid pretends that he doesn't know what she's talking about. And he's like, is it that obvious? And Jal reminds him that Michelle is his best friend's girlfriend and how it's a bit weird. And she asks how he thinks it will happen. And Sid basically describes sexual assault. He's like, we're hanging out and she's drunk, totally mental and mistakes me for Tony in the dark. And her hands are all over my body and how she goes crazy when she realizes that my tongue is double jointed and then they fuck like animals and Jal begins to laugh at his sexual fantasy and he's over it and says how he wants a cookie. Also, I say that it's sexual assault because if you start hooking up with a person and they think they're hooking up with someone else, assault, sexual assault, they don't know they're hooking up with you. I I used to be friends with someone that told me that one of their friends did that to a homie's girlfriend. Disgusting. 
piece of shit, vile. Fucking disgusting. I'm so glad I'm not friends with those people anymore. I'm like, oh, and you're still friends with him after he sexually assaulted a girl? Mm. That tells me more about your character than his, TBH. Still trash, but maybe both of you are trash. Okay, whatever. So they go over to order a double chocolate chip cookie and Jao jokes that there is more to life than sex. Like kind of saying like, oh, so you're like, you're going to fucking enjoy this cookie as if it was sex. And Sid says, you and me both. And Jal is confused by this statement. And Sid explains that she isn't getting any either. And how she got Young Musician of the Year and he's got cookies. We, we then, uh, it cuts to Jal um, in her house putting on the dress and she doesn't like it. And she just says, deal with it. And then she begins to practice as she stares at herself in the mirror. But then she's interrupted by loud hip-hop music playing downstairs. So she goes to her brother's bedroom and they're having like a whole jam sesh with a DJ. And they're freestyling and jazz. Jal goes in there and disconnects their sound. And her brother asks why she's messing with his flow. And Jal lets him know that she's trying to fucking practice. Her other brother tells her that she's all up in their beat and how this is big brother business. And Jao tells them that she doesn't care and to shut the fuck up. And then their white DJ friend tries to flirt with Jao and Jao's brother smack him in the head as to say no funny business. Her brother tells Jao how they got some serious bar and they ask the DJ to drop a beat. And he starts beatboxing and they begin to rap and Jao is so unbothered and she just walks out all annoyed. She then goes down to the basement where her dad has a bar and a whole ass recording studio and the bartender bartender tries to flirt with her and then her dad is sitting down with some of his friends and a blonde is basically sitting on his lap and Jao lets him know that she can't practice because her brothers are making a ruckus and her dad lets her know that boys need practice too. Jao rolls her eyes and her dad's friends are her dad's friends are like yeah those boys need plenty of practice because those pussies are bad. But Jao's dad defends them and says that they're doing their thing and how they probably didn't sound so cool way back when. And then the friend explains that at least they had tune and how he had talent. And Jao tells her dad, maybe you lost it. So he's talking to his friends who they're, I, I think they're in, they were in a band, like a big band back in the day. And now they're like, they have a recording studio. I don't know. Okay. So the blonde sitting with Jao's dad is like, Ronnie, you did not introduce me. And Jao's dad is like, this is Alicia. And the blonde extends her hand to shake Jao's, but Jao doesn't shake her hand. And Alicia says how she's really excited because her dad is going to remix one of her songs. And Jao is like, yeah, has he shown you his slider yet? And I don't know what that meant, so I looked it up in Urban Dictionary. And then uh, slider means someone who has sex with multiple people in short amount of time. So I think he was like, like Jal was like calling her dad like a man whore. <laughs> so his friends laugh and Alicia's like oblivious and Jal lets her dad know that her competition is on Saturday in case he care. And he lets her know that he thinks that it's Rudy Tootie music. And he's like, maybe you like dancing for Whitey. Oh, I forgot to mention, Jal is black and, well, obviously, so is her dad and his her siblings. So he's, like, against her, like, classical music, clarinet shit, like, like playing the clarinet and stuff. So Jal says, if you say so, dad. And she tells Alicia that it was nice to meet her as she walks out. So then um, the, the dad's friends start laughing and they tell Jal, uh, Jal's dad, Ronnie, how his daughter got him good and how she has some serious attitude and that she's looking more like her mother every day. And Jal, just, Jal's dad does not look happy. 
We then see Jal on the phone with Michelle and Michelle is asking her about the dress and if she found one and what color it is. And Jal tells her that it's green and how it looks fucking horrible. And Michelle's like, sorry, as she giggles. And Jal tells her that she doesn't sound very sorry. And she hears Tony in the background. And Jal tells, tells Michelle to call her back when she isn't actually being penetrated and she hangs up on her. And then she looks down at the, her clarinet and says, it's just you and me. And then she's about to begin practicing and and she's uh, she tries to sneak down. So the music's from her brother start to play again. And she's like, oh, I'm going to sneak down to my dad's studio. So she goes down there, but she sees her dad and Alicia are down there. And he tries to make a move on Alicia. But then he sees Jal staring at them and Jal just makes a face and leaves. It's now the next morning and it's super awkward in the kitchen because Alicia spent the night and Jal's just shaking her head as her brothers are loudly eating their cereal like they're slurping and stuff like that like they're being rude and Alicia asks if they're musicians too and they just make a joke amongst themselves and Alicia tells Jal that maybe she could use her flute in one of her tracks and Jal hops on the bandwagon of making fun of Alicia with her brothers and she says where are you going sister I ain't no chung you get me blood uh because her brothers speak like that uh and then ronnie comes over and smacks the boy's head and tells them to watch their tongue and he also tells jow to watch it too and he tells alicia that they're just messing with her and alicia alicia tries to banter with them but they just stare her down and ronnie asks if they don't have places to go and one of jow's brothers gets up and tells his dad she's sitting in my mother's seat man Alicia's embarrassed and she says I'm sorry and she begins to get up but Ronnie motions for her to sit back down and he tells them to get out of there because they're working. The kids leave and Alicia asks Ronnie what happened to their mother and he responds and he responded that she didn't like his sound. We then see Jalet practice with Claire again and again she's super excited and she begins to curse as Jal practices and she plays the piano. The music stops and Doug is there and Doug tells Claire how the principal or director of the school wants to see Jal and Jal grabs her stuff and leaves and then Claire is like Doug and then he like stares at her and says I love you and quickly walks out and Claire is shocked but she like smiles so like Claire the music teacher has something with Doug the other like superintendent or like the other teacher whatever he is. So Jal gets to the director's office and Doug also joins them in her office and the director tells her that they're delighted that they produced such a talented pupil. Pupil And Jal tries to explain that it was actually Claire, the music teacher who trained her but and not the school. But the director continues and says how they want her to do a couple of interviews and they're so excited for this opportunity for a girl of her background. And Jal is like, pardon? The director tells Jal that she has prepared a list of uh, a list that shows how the institution has helped her over overcome her handicaps and how she can also use that list as speaking points during her interview. And Jal's confused about the use of the word handicaps. So Doug tells her how she has three upcoming interviews and then the director tells her that they don't want people to be disappointed after the competition. And the director gives her another list which contains things to think about when she loses. And Doug, Doug tries to soften the blow um, and lets Jal know that as long as she does her best and she has fun, that is all that matters. And Jal thanks the director for the advice. Cut to a video of Jal during one of the interviews and as a way to rebel, she's literally just answering all the questions with no and yes and no. <laughs> 
I adore her for this. Her and Michelle are watching like the the video of the interview and Michelle is like, you don't exactly put out, do you? And Jal is confused by this statement and Michelle asks if she has to be so fucking sulky all the time. Jal disagrees about being sulky and Michelle tells her that if she was on TV, she would make an effort. And then M Michelle looks at the dress that Jal got for herself and she asks why. And Jal's like, I don't know, it fit it. <laughs> and she asks how much it was and Jal is like 14 quid. And Michelle's like, for fuck's sake, it's brown. And Jal is like, no, it's not, it's green, but it is actually brown. And she's like, green suits me. So Michelle throws a dress on the floor and she starts to look through her closet and and she shows Jal this sparkly low-cut dress and Jal is like, I can't wear that. And Michelle asks why not and how she can teach her a few things because that's what she does, look good. Like she's like, that's what I'm good at. And Jal tells her how she's not all, that's not all she does. And like, she's more than that. And Michelle is like, yes, it is. You play clarinet and I look shaggable. And she calls it talent, pure talent. And Michelle convinces Jal to try on the dress. Cut to the guys getting to a venue and the bouncer tells them that it's a record company showcase tonight. So it's only for 21 and over. They all lie and say that they're 21. And the bouncer is like IDs. And Chris gives his fake ID, which is a hospital ID of him wearing a fake mustache. And he jokes that removing the mustache or shaving off the mustache took years off of him and how he had to take it off because it kept, <laughs> kept getting caught on his girlfriend's piercing. Chris has a whole fucking story for his ID. The guys try to go in and the bouncer grabs Chris and tells him to fuck off before he sticks his ID so far up his arse that his teeth come out of his fucking eyeballs. Jal comes out and she's wearing a tight black dress that make her tits look fucking incredible. And she tells the bouncer how it's all right and how they can come in with her. The guys are super shocked because Jal looks amazing and she never wears clothes like that. And Anwar, Anwar is like, are you in there, Jal? And she gets the guys to follow her inside after Jal says that her dad will add them to the guest list. So the guys are all sitting around the table and they're all silent as they stare directly at Jal's tits and Jal tells them to stop looking at them. And Maxie, who is gay, apologizes and says, well, they're out, aren't they? <laughs> and Jal is like, you're gay for Christ's, sex, and Christ's sakes. And she turns to Anwar and she's like, you're, suppo you're supposed to respect women, women's bo bodies, Muslim boy. And Anwar lets, lets her know that he is respecting and to believe him. <laughs> And Chris asks if her if her dress is what's keeping the girls all nice and perky, and he points at it from really close. And Jal swats his hand away and tells him not to touch. And Chris is like, "I want to touch. Honestly, I will die if I don't touch." <laughs> That's why you can't be friends with guys. For fuck's sake, they all want to fuck you. Uh, Michelle asks who's buying them drinks, and they all start saying, "Oh, I'll buy you one." And Jal is over it and says how she's gonna go pee. Tony tells Michelle, nice work. And she says, and I look. And Tony ignores her and just says, yeah, 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 cool. Even, even cool boy Tony is mesmerized by how hot Jal looks. And he says, I'll catch you later. And he gets up and walks away. As Jal is walking through a party, a guy asks her about her dress and if it's Miss Obu, like a brand, because he likes the cut. And Jal thanks him and he asks if he can get her a drink. And she tells him how her friends are, are already getting her one and he's like oh maybe um in a while like i can get you one and and he lets her know that she looks lovely 
So Ronnie notices this interaction and he does not look happy that his daughter is getting this much attention. Cut to Sid and Michelle sitting together and Michelle is upset because Tony's over talking to Abigail from the first episode with the party. And Michelle asks, what is he doing with that posh bitch? And Sid is like talking and Michelle is like, oh, like you and me are talking. And Sid just reiterates that they're just talking just like them. Michelle lets Sid know that Sid know that she knows that he fancies her. And Sid just begins to play it off again, but he's just like, Christ. And Michelle tells Sid that she loves him, but more like a brother and sister thing. And this is obviously not what Sid wants to hear. And then Michelle pecks him in the lips and she says, one for luck. Sid is like, we could be like a Welsh brother and sister locked up in a farmhouse with nothing but the cheap and our abusive father. <laughs> And Michelle calls him funny as she walks up towards Tony. And then they begin, and like, as soon as she gets in front of her, they begin to make out right in front of Abigail. And Abigail just sits there awkwardly. Cassie then gets to the party and she sits down next to Sid. And she tells Sid that she got him a pint. And then he begins to shug the pint. And he tells Cassie that he needs to be drunk. And he starts burping. And then he just walks away and leaves Cassie sitting there all by herself. Sid is a piece of shit, TBH. Like, this girl just got you a beer, you drank it, you burped in her face, and then you excused yourself. And I guess the party that was being thrown was to introduce Jal's brothers to start their music career off. So they're on stage and they begin to beatbox and rap. And it's whack as fuck because one of the mics isn't working and then the crowd begins to boo them. And then they're all yelling out for Facer, which I think is Jal's dad's group name or his stage name. And then the party goers start playing, um, start playing like actual like music. And then like Giles brothers are all disappointed. Jao then sees Tony and Abigail, the posh bitch, start to make out. And she as she sees Michelle is at the dance floor. So Michelle does not see this. In the end of the night. Oh, it's the end of the night and Sid is sitting alone in the couch and Jal goes and sits down next to him and she puts her head on his shoulders. She asks where Michelle is and Sid it's like, oh, she went home with Tony. And Sid asks Jal what she's doing and she's like comforting you. And Jal tells him to get over Michelle and to just forget her. Sid asks, is there anybody in this club that doesn't know that I got a thing for Michelle? And Jal says, no. And Sid asks how comforting she's feeling. And she says, you know, I love you, Sid. And Sid is like, don't you fucking start. <laughs> she's like, don't you say you love me like a fucking brother. I can't do this again. So the guy that had offered Jal a drink earlier comes up and sits next to her. And he says that he, he could buy her a drink. And she's like, oh, the bar is closed. And he explains that his friend just opened a bar down the road and how she should go with him. And at first she's like, no, but the guy tells her to bring Sid and Sid is down for another drink. So they agree to go out. So they walk out of the bar and they walk, walk down a dark alley and something seems off. So Sid is like, Jal. And out of nowhere, Mad Hatter is there. Madison fucking Hatter, PhD is there. And the guy that invited Jal for a drink grabs her menacingly. And Matt tells Sid how he owes him a lot of money and how it's the principle to pay it back to him because he gave him spliff on easy credit. And then he, and, and then he doesn't pay him back. So now he has to deal with the consequences. Jal yells to leave him alone. And the, uh, this just makes the man that invited her for a drink to grab her harder and whisper something in her ear. And Matt tells her to shut up. 
Matt tells Sid he takes credit cards and how he will take them now. And he also asks for Giles' card, and she says how she doesn't have one. But she does have her clarinet in her bag, and Matt says how that goods also work. Sid tells Matt to take everything in his account, and Matt asks for his PIN number, or his PIN, because, yeah, the end in PIN is already a number. And Sid gives it to him, and Matt takes the clarinet, and he starts playing it, and he calls it a mighty fine body. And then Chell tells him to please give it back since she needs it, and the guy covers her mouth. And Matt says that he knows, he knows, but if Sid gave him the wrong PIN, or if he has no money in his account, he needs to understand how upset that will make him. And he grabs the clarinet and he swings it against the wall and it shatters to pieces. Matt starts to laugh and Jal is super sad and Matt just tells him that he's just the type of man that he is. Him and his acquaintance walk away and then Jal begins to yell after them that she will get back at them and Sid is holding her back and her brothers see this and their white DJ friend and thinks Sid is attacking Jal so they run over and they start beating Sid up and Jal stops them and lets them know that he was helping her and how it wasn't him and then the that the that someone just smashed her clarinet and they be and she points to where Madam went and they begin to run after Matt and his friend. Cut to Jal talking on the phone with Claire and she's explaining the situation and Claire tells her not to worry about it and how it wasn't her fault and we can see that Claire is in bed and under her covers Doug is there and he asks if she can't just get like so she's like oh go to bed we'll worry about it tomorrow she hangs up on Jal. And Doug is like, oh, can we just get her another clarinet? And Claire says how they can try it, but the one that Jal had cost thousands. And Doug tells her to worry about it later. And then he goes back to eating her out. And she's like, take me, you fucking Welsh stud monkey. <laughs> so Doug does not like the cursing at school, but loves the cursing in his bedroom. So cut to Jao's brother and their white DJ friend all in the hospital with broken bones and all fucked up after they tried to go after Matt. <laughs> so Jao apologizes because she didn't mean for them to get hurt and she thanks them for trying and she asks if there's anything she can do. And one of her bre brother is like a kiss from Michelle and they all start saying me too, me too. <laughs> And Michelle is there. So Michelle kisses, like pecks the guy that originally asked for a kiss. And she and Jal just start laughing. So cut to Jal's dad in the studio. And Jal is in the studio office. So her dad doesn't know that she's there. And he takes a call. And it's one of his sons. And he says that he knows he took a beating. But that Jal is grateful. And he tells them that he, they did good. And that he will go see them in a while. And how he loves them. He loves them all. Even their stupid white boyfriend. <laughs> Or like their stupid white friend. And he begins to spit into the mic just like a quick freestyle. And it's super poetic as Jal watches on. Jal turns on the, the light at, in the studio office. And her dad is like, why are you listening to me, girl? And through the intercom, Jal says not to talk to her through glass. And he just sighs. He goes over to the office and he tells her how no one is supposed to go in there. And Jal interrupts him and says, why don't you ask me how I am, dad? I got a beat on. It's not my fault. It's not my fault I look like her. She's gone. Get over it. We have. He's about to say something, but Jal continues. You're wasting it. Wasting what you've got. Don't blame me. He just says, don't be coming in my places, girl. Your room is a tip. Tidy it. Jal is like, what? And he just reiterates, tidy it. 
Jal goes up to her room and she sees a box in her room and she opens it and it's a new clarinet and she begins to put it together and then she gets emotional as she does. It cuts to her on the big night of her recital and Claire is giving her a pep talk before she goes up on stage and she gives her a kiss on the forehead bef and, and before she goes out and Claire is super proud of her. Jal goes on stage and she's wearing this beautiful black gown and the orchestra begins to play. And then it cuts to Matt walking alone at night and a car pulls up next to him and it's Jal's dad and his homies and they push Matt into the car as they drive away with him. Back with Jal, the orchestra is playing and she's waiting for her cue and when she puts her mouth to the clarinet, blackout. End of episode. All right, fucked up fam. Let's get started with our segment. Uh, and that is that character fucked up. Yes, they did. Fuck. Okay. Girly, Michelle, have you ever heard of bros before hoes? Girlies before. What's another word for? Girlies before. Cockies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Girls. BFFs before digs. I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm going from bad to worse. Dude, if your girly pop, if your friend is like, I need your help because you're the fashionista of the friend group and I need your help choosing a fucking dress for my very important recital, music recital, you don't blow off your friend to go hook up with your boyfriend who could see every other fucking day. Like, I know at that age, like, the hormones are all over the place and everything. But girly pop, do better. Be a better friend. And then, because Michelle didn't go, Jal ended up picking an ugly-ass dress that she swore was green. Jal, that was not a green dress. That was a brown-ass dress. Like, it couldn't get more brown than that. I don't know where she got the green from. I don't know if she's fucking colorblind. Something is off. But this is all Michelle's fault because she just couldn't step away from Tony for a bit. And I'm really like, uh, about PDA. And the fact that Michelle and Tony were just making out in front of where everyone was just hanging out. Like, I get it if it's, like, at a party and y'all are drunk and stuff like that and y'all are just feeling yourself. But this they were just, like, watching TV. And they were just, like, making out in front of everyone. Like, control yourself. Control yourself. <sighs> Another thing, like... The f it's so kind of it's kind of pathetic <laughs> that Sid is in love with Michelle and everyone knows and he's just like like bro no don't be in love with your best friend's girlfriend like do better I mean obviously feelings when it comes to feelings you can't really control that right like Sometimes you just have feelings for the wrong people. Been there, done that. Been there, done that a lot of times. I'm always falling for the wrong people. I sh Maybe I shouldn't be hating on Sid. <laughs> but it's never, it has never been a best friend's partner. So that's just crossing a line. There's a boundary. There's a boundary and I've never crossed it. But Sid is crossing it willingly. Like, okay, maybe you get, like, little crushes or whatever, but you're just, like, oh, ill. Then you can't, you're, like, like, snapped, snapped back, snapped back, not the, not the hat, but, like, snapped back into reality, and that's when you realize that you're just, like, ill. why would I ever have a crush on them, you know? Like, they're my friend's partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever you want to call it. 
but sit do better and controlling your emotions like why does everyone know like that's embarrassing um Giles dad okay so we kind of see like the dynamic in Giles house like her siblings her guy siblings are like want to be musicians her dad's an actual like famous musician or like retired and now he has his own like recording studio and they're not really supportive of like Giles like passion which is her clarinet um but then the whole like Ronnie Giles dad like wanting to help that white Alicia girl and like him letting her sleep over I feel like there's just a boundary right and maybe that's just the way that I was like raised but like if you're a single dad you don't just like let anyone sleep over like even if your kids are grown I feel like there should be a boundary like she's eating breakfast with them and like one of his like I don't know I don't even know what she's wearing I think she's wearing like one of his like button-up shirts at the like kitchen where his three kids are at like that's just crossing a line for me so Ronnie you shouldn't have done that and then like obviously like Jal and her siblings and her brothers are just like over it because like her brother says like dude like what the fuck she's sitting in my mom's seat like that is so disrespectful like even so we find out that Jal's mom left Ronnie so her dad but even like just because she left doesn't mean you get to like disrespect her like memory or whatever. I don't know. That's that's just what I think. Um, and her family just not being supportive of like her musical talent. Like her dad makes a, a joke and it's like, oh, you're you're dancing for Whitey or like type of stuff. And maybe like dude, like musical, like classical music can get you so far. And Jal doesn't really have that support like later on throughout the episode we see that her dad kind of does support her because he bought her a new clarinet a very new and expensive clarinet after hers gets destroyed by Matt Waters shout out to Matt Water PhD <laughs> but I feel like why can't you just instead of like doing these actions why can't you actually tell your daughter that you're proud of her or that you are like encouraging her pursue her pursuit of like wanting to do classical music like another clear example of like someone from outside your family being more supportive of your family like claire is there for her yes she's a little eccentric she loves to curse um but she's like super supportive of jow because she knows she's really fucking good and like from from the beginning to like going to her the recital or whatever or the competition whatever it is she's just always there for her like when jow when um Giles clarinet gets all fucked up because of Matt's water the first person she calls is Claire and Claire's like don't worry sweetie we're gonna figure it out obviously she was getting her pussy ate <laughs> so she was like we'll talk about this later we'll figure it out later but still shout out to Claire for being so fucking supportive of Giles dreams dude the school fucked up the superintendent or the principal or whatever like saying like trying to take advantage of the fact that Jal is like going up for this competition uh whatever most talented musician of the year I don't it wasn't called that it was called something else 
But the fact that they were like giving Jao speaking points and they're like making it seem like, oh, like we're helping, we're helping you out. Like you should talk about how this school has helped you overcome your whatever. And she's like, oh, bet y'all. She's like, first of all, y'all have never done anything for me. Again, it was Claire. Claire has been there from the start. So she like, I love that she was so um, petty in like the interviews. Yes no no yes i love that for job because she could have taken the opportunity to like really show who she is apart from like her like musical talent but she was just like you know what fuck this school no the only reason they want to get me in front of a camera and all of this interviews is so i could brag about how good they are when they haven't done anything so yeah the school fucked up not a character but an entity I don't know. Um, Michelle, like, I know you're upset that, like, Tony is over there flirting with that posh bitch. But, like, don't give, like, Sid hopes of y'all ever hooking up. Like, you know you don't want him like that. You know that. And she's like, oh, one for the road. And then Sid's like, oh, what if, like, because Michelle's like, you're, like, my little brother. And she's like, oh, what if we're, like, those siblings that like incest vibes and like you know like type of like porn type of like (laughs) thing but no michelle stop playing with my guy sid's feelings do i love sid no do i think you shouldn't give a man hope if you're never want to end up with him uh also wait what am i saying i don't know i can't think i can't think right now also i know i just said that i don't like sid and I kind of don't because he's an asshole. But when Cassie goes and brings him beer and she's like expecting them to hang out. And he's like, oh, I really need to get drunk. And he just like chugs the beer, burps in front of her face and then leaves. What a fucking asshole, dude. Like obviously Cassie is desperate to hang out with you because she likes you. And you're just like completely disregarding her. I, I feel like Sid doesn't see Cassie as someone that he could potentially date. And again, it goes back to him being in love with Michelle and um but it's just so weird because cassie's so sweet and she's so cute and it's just like sid you should be fucking lucky that someone looks at you because first of all you're okay looking i mean you've got that whole pothead vibe going for you but this man no taste like he doesn't know how to dress he barely even showers like this man looks filthy um but I guess that's some girl's cup of tea. Not me. Not me. I like my man to shower. Thank you. Thank you. Gel, sweetie pie, darling. Okay. I know Jal looks super hot in this episode and she's probably feeling herself because she never dresses like that. And I know it's like super rewarding when you get male validation. Like I know people say we shouldn't like crave male validation. But it feels good to get it. And I know she was feeling it not only from her friends, but like strangers. They're looking at her. Jal is fucking hot. And I think that the only person that doesn't know that Jal is hot is her. So like now that she's getting all this attention, like she's even hotter than Michelle. She's got a body yaddy yaddy for days. She's got the yitty yitty yitties. She's got some melanin. Um, not melatonin. I'm just kidding. Melanin. In her skin, she looks amazing in the dress that Michelle picked for her. But, and this is going to sound hypocritical, do not leave with the man you just met. You don't know anything about him. And then it turned out 
that a uh, bad idea because he's a match water accomplice accomplice that's a word right so be careful i know he's hot and i know it's hypocritical because i would have probably done the same <laughs> like oh you're trying to buy me another drink but let's fucking go but if you're younger and you're listening to this don't do that be like okay you want to hang out some other time not tonight you know let's say if you're really down about hanging out with me well i mean then unless you want like a one night stand then i mean it's cool but again you have to vet the guys you leave the bar with you can't just leave with anyone and this character fucked up don't mess with ronnie's daughter don't mess with ronnie who used to be fraser or that's his like stage name and used to be in a band or like have a music group don't mess with Jal. don't mess with his with his sons because you're gonna get killed <laughs> like honestly like they picked up matt's water and then we never hear from him again spoiler alert we never hear from matt's water again I guess it works out for Sid because he doesn't have to pay that debt anymore and like he doesn't have to live in fear. But Matt's water fucked up because first of all, we go back to him giving Sid the weed on credit. Don't do that. And this could all have been avoided if he hadn't done that. Obviously, he probably would have been killed by someone else because he's a fucking asshole with some rage issues and well, some other issues because he doesn't like to be stared at. But it could all have it could all have been so simple, but it wasn't. Also, lastly, shout out to Jal, dude. It takes guts to confront your dad, especially for something that's out of your control. Like when she's like, "I'm sorry she left you," and I'm sorry she looks like I look like her. It's not my fault that I look like her, and every day you see me, and it reminds you of like my mom and that she left you but like don't take it out on me and then take it out on yourself because it's like fucking wrecking you shout out to Jal. and obviously again sometimes i know people like to show their actions instead of actually saying them out loud because it's hard but sometimes your child needs to hear out hear those words out loud just saying just letting you know thank you thank you for listening and honestly, that's all I have for today. So you already know the drill. Follow the podcast on social media, on Instagram, where that show effed me up. And on Twitter, where that, D-A-T, show fuck me up. Fucked is spelled without a U, so it's F-C-K-E-D. Give the podcast a five-star review on both Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It helps with visibility. It helps more people join the fucked up fam. It helps more people be part of the shared psychosis that we're all currently experiencing, that we all experience every time y'all listen to me talk is it fun yes is it chaotic absolutely um is it kind of like a therapy a group therapy session yes 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 will it help you be better at things no just (laughs) but it's fine you'll be entertained and that's all that matters so yeah give the podcast a five-star review And I just want to thank you all for listening. It's episode three of season 11. Thank you all for the support. And I hope y'all are enjoying Skins UK because I've been enjoying covering it and reminiscing on when I first watched it. So thank you so much, Fucked Up Fam. I love you all so much. And remember, 
Be gentle, be kind, and don't be an asshole unless you absolutely have to be. Goodbye.